0: Hey, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday morning. It's good to be with you as we gather together for our morning time of prayer today. I'm so glad that you've chosen to join with us today for our uh, our morning prayer. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to beginning our day together in God's Word and seeking our God's face through prayer. So today, we're going to open our time together with Psalm number 101. We, we've we been working through the Psalms a little bit, so we're going to read today from Psalm 101 before we get to our Gospel. lesson. reading from Psalm 101. I will sing of loyalty and of justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing. I will study the way that is blameless. When shall I attain it? I will walk with the integrity of heart within my house. I will not set my eyes before anything that is base. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Perverseness of the heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing evil. One who secretly slanders a neighbor I will destroy. A haughty look and an arrogant heart I will not tolerate. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, so that they may live with me. For walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall remain in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue in my presence. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. That's a harsh psalm, isn't it? I, I think of something Dr. Nick used to always tell us in seminary. When we read the psalms that are particularly harsh, I will destroy the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Remember, when we what we've been doing and are rooted in Christ, if you've been reading with that, we see that our enemies are not flesh and bone, but our enemies are the spiritual powers of this world. So when you hear evil here, I will destroy all the wicked. Think of the spiritual forces of wickedness. Think of the devil and his works. So as Christians, we should work for good and work to destroy evil, where we find it. Knowing that evil is not bound up in a person, as much as evil is found up in the devil and his works. And frankly, honestly, the greatest evil we often wrestle with is the evil we find within our own hearts that leads into t- us into temptation. So let's work to destroy the evil within ourselves and evil within the world, all through the grace of our Savior Jesus Christ. Today our gospel lesson will come from Luke 22. We're reading verses 14 through 23. When the hour came, he took his place at the table, and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup. After giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine till the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the loaf of bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this and remember it to me. He did the same with the cup after the supper saying, this is the cup that is poured out for you in and is the the new covenant of my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is at the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to him to whom he is betrayed. They began to ask one another, which of them would be be the one who would do this? We see here, uh, I just think it's so important and so significant that, um, think about one of the last things I try to do when I leave the house each morning is I try to tell my children and my wife that I love them. I I always want the last words out of my mouth to be that I love you as I leave the house. What would your last words be to your loved ones? What would your last actions be to your loved ones if you knew you were going away and you would not see them for a long time? What would you choose to do? Well, Jesus, before he goes to the cross, one of the last things that he does is he gives the disciples a meal. He says, take this meal and do it often. And in remembrance of me, this bread is my body. Juice, this wine, is my blood. It was broken for you, and it was poured out for you. For your sake and for the sake of the sins of the world. Of all the things that God has given us, of all things God has given us, I think one of the greatest gifts outside of our salvation is the gift of communion. Because in the communion, when we take communion, we take it in our church monthly. When we take communion, we are reminded of God's great and abundant love for us. And it's the central act of our worship. I would say, more so than preaching, more so than music, the sacrament. The gift of communion is the greatest act of worship that we do. And every time we do it, every time we do it, we're reminded of God's love for us. Um, within our church, the Methodist Church, we, open it, we, have, we practice a radically open table. Uh, we believe in the open table. And Wesley called communion a converting ordinance. And each time we take communion, we're reminded of God's great love for us and the fact that God has given his son for us, that we could know him. So I pray the next time we take communion, whether it be the Sunday in your church or whether it be in the coming Sundays, you're reminded of God's great love for you. That of all the things that Christ gave as, he, as his time on the earth drew to an end before the cross, he gave us this meal as a sacred reminder and a sacred celebration of his love for us. You are loved today. Let's pray. Father, we pray today, this morning, for the needs in our lives. God, for those who we love who are sick, those we love who are ill, those we love who are battling cancer and so many diseases, Father, be with them. Pray, God, for those who are lonely, afraid, and forgotten, those battling addiction or depression, those who feel alone, and those who feel as though they are unloved. Father, as we've heard this morning, through the gift of communion, we all know we're loved. So God may somehow, in this day, those who feel unloved, experience your your grace and your goodness today. May they know your love. We love you. Father, we ask you now to be those who need you. Pray for our country and for our leaders. Pray for our, our military. Be with them and keep them safe. Pray, God, for all these. We pray for those whom no one else prays. We love you, God. We ask our prayer this morning in the name of the one who has forgiven us. We thank you, O oh God, for that forgiveness. We ask it in his name as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I was trying to do today's prayer without looking at my book of common prayer, and guess what I did? I forgot to do the creed after the reading, so uh, you know. Uh, so we we forgot our creed. So we'll recite our Apostles' Creed together now. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We say our creed each morning, not just as a reminder of what we believe as Christians, but as a reminder of our baptism. Because the Apostles' Creed is the creed of baptism. It is always used within the baptismal service. And every time we t- say the creed, we're reminded that we're marked by the grace of baptism, and that Christ has claimed us as his very own. So um, that's one of the reasons why we always do the creed. I want to... um. We're, we're, today for our reading, I want to read to you again from the book that I'm reading right now, called Perfect Love, Perfect Love by Kevin Watson, which deals with the Wesleyan concept of sanctification, particularly entire sanctification, where we can be filled completely with God's love and know His love and love each other in the same way. I want to um, I want to read to you um, this this section right here on page 22 in this book. Um, He said it was not a coincidence that one was a belief, and one was a practice, and one was a discipline. The doctrine of entire sanctification was connected to the particular discipline of watching over one another in love in small groups called band meetings. Wesley believed that holiness was a communal endeavor. Entire sanctification was best pursued in an intimate fellowship where one put everything on the table, hid nothing, and confessed sin in order to be healed and made holy. We are people of community, and in our lives, we need those who, as Wesley would say, would watch over us in love, those who care for us enough to check on us, those who care for us enough whenever we're, we're when we made mistakes to say, hey, you blew it, those who care for us enough that when we mess up to forgive us, those who show God's grace to us. So today I want to ask you two questions. One, who are the people in your life that you count on? are the people who watch over you in love the people who hold you accountable who pray for you who care for you who are your brothers and sisters who truly have shown their commitment to you you can't truly know god and be faithful apart from that community so who watches over you in love because their love holds you accountable and helps you grow second question is is this who do you watch over in love who do you whose life do you speak into Who have you allowed to speak into your life, and whose life do you speak into? We need both of these. For us to truly know the goodness of God, we need these groups around us. So I would ask you today, who watches over you in love, and who do you watch over in love? Today, may we do both. Let's close in prayer. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us into safety in this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by the adversary. And all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a great day. Praying for you, love you, and we'll see you tomorrow morning for morning prayer.